Crime Girls, I'm Adria. And I'm Claudia. And we're here to bring you the worst this week. Again. Over and over. We're going to murder you. Yes. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. Claudia just put down her Pepsi. I, yeah, I felt parched. But if I drink it, I don't want to, you know, burp in anybody's ear. Do you guys remember Cindy Crawford commercials with her <sighs> Pepsi? She was my girl. She could turn any uh, blemish on her face into a beauty mark. Yes. And that's what we're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I just talked about a throwback Pepsi commercial I just came across, I saw on the interweb. And uh, it was the older one with Brittany, uh, Pink, and Beyonce. That kind of brought back memories. And then, you know, back in the day when I watched it, I didn't realize that the King or Caesar, whoever, you know, they were in the Gladiator Stadium singing We Will Rock You. And uh, that guy was Enrique, en Enrique Iglesias. I didn't realize that until so I just funny. watched it yesterday. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold up. Enrique, Enrique, he just appears in our dreams. Oh, that was oh, him. That was him. The elusive Enrique. He is kind of a cutie. Yeah. You have a thing for those Mexicans. Hispanic. Hispanics. He's from Spain, actually. Oh. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we got going on this we, week? We have updates, folks. We have uh, just a few things real fast. Mm-hmm. Last week, we had mentioned uh, the family from Mar- the Mariposa family that had passed away in California. And they had mysteriously died on the hiking triple. It's been weeks. Mm -hmm. And they finally did get the autopsy uh, reports back, which revealed that they, they stated that they did, in fact, die from the algae blossoms that were in the area. Super toxic. That's what they said. So Yeah, but still weird. All three family members and the family dog. And they were experienced hikers. So mm-hmm. Claudia and I don't think they would have drank the water. Yeah. And so I feel like it would have been in the air, something they inhaled. Mm-hmm. And I cannot believe that's not getting more media coverage. Well, it's kind of being overshadowed right now by Gabby. It which, is. you know, there are some updates too. So at least they found her last we spoke. They were yeah. still looking for her so yeah was was anybody else just excited to finally basically this last week i felt like i was on the fbi text alert (laughs) (laughs) right and i want them to cover all cases the way that they are gabby's because yes all of them so much information on that case this past week so I thought about covering it and what we know already, but I f- there's just so much information. Yeah, I think everybody kind of knows because yeah. it's in your face. All the time. So. But yeah, we're thinking about them. Crazy, crazy situations. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we, of course, have our Couch Confessions Corner, mm -hmm. what we've been watching. Okay. Claudia, what are you going to watch? Well, what I'm going to watch tonight is uh, a new show on Netflix that will drop today, or probably already has, called Midnight Mass. And it is uh, from the makers of The Haunting of Hill House, which I thoroughly enjoyed. So... And I'm not usually a fan of fiction, but she showed me the trailer, and you guys, it looks awesome. Just in time for spooky season, which is here, guys. It's fall. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> I love it. And today, we're like, yesterday, we looked straight up November weather. Like, you know, we came to work, and we were all cozy, and, you know, um... And today we we're kind of like, whew, it's like 77. It's kind of warm out there today. So. Uh, it was a gorgeous day today, though. The sun's Beautiful. Shining. Yes. Pioneer Festival's this weekend. I'm, I'm there for it. But I started watching last night The Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And that is a show that is definitely made for me. It's kind of a documentary uh, type, but it's got some artistic qualities in the production. It's mm -hmm. beautifully kind of put together. Uh, and there's nothing scarier than a man that doesn't know who he is half the time. Right. With multiple personalities, but there's a different word for it now. It's the abbreviation is DID and it stands for, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about this today, like if you had multiple personalities uh, and how just your demeanor completely changes mm -hmm. and your tone and even certain accents yeah, uh, and how much it scares the people around you. Right. Uh, and, you know, didn't you say there was a TikToker that yeah. you were following? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't. I don't think I follow her, but I did come across her TikToks and her husband has multiple personalities. I don't remember her name and I did look her up earlier, um, but very interesting and she's very educational about it too. So um, I briefly watched a video where he was this five-year-old little girl and she said we rarely get to see her and her husband as the five-year-old even said you know they don't really let me out very often but i'm just here to eat cookies and i mean it was super cute and um yeah but very interesting i did put it on my watch list yeah for sure i mean who wouldn't want to see that mind yeah and kind of that world yes very interesting. Uh, all right. So if, uh, if you are one of those people that have always wanted to be on the jury. Yes. Tell you, me more. It's now possible. You can be. Judgy Crime Girls is starting a jury of 12 members. Those 12 members of the jury will get exclusive content, merch surprises, a welcome note from uh, us, your hosts, uh, access to some live events, shout outs, and of course, you, the jury, 
will be given the right to vote. You can vote on certain cases and um, give us your full opinion. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be basically like our best crime friends. Yes. Uh, Where do I sign up? Well, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash judgy crime girls. Uh, and basically that's the link where you can get started mm -hmm. and it'll be up on our Facebook and Instagram and, and otherwise, but you know where to find us. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be, um, literally 12 jurors. So you have to hurry mm -hmm. because they're going to fill soon and you will forever be known as the original, the OG, <laughs> the OGJs. OG yeah, because we're the JGs, the judgy girls. Yes. Ah, oh, so, so cute. Yeah. Yeah. So you can sign up today for $5 a month, uh, which is like super cheap. I uh, just wanted to say real quick this past week that Stacy bought us our first coffee. Thank you, Stacy. And it was so sweet. We, you should have seen us. We were so excited. We're like, we got our first coffee. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry, you guys have to share. No, no, don't be. <laughs> no, not at all. Don't we're just, be. We're just happy that you supported the show. It's super cool. So thank you so much. Thank you, Stacy. Yeah, a lot of work, a lot of research goes into yes. the show. And to keep it going, your support is appreciated more than you know. So I have the weirdest story for you today. You do. But real quick, can I shout out a couple countries real quick? Because I'm always on our website just to see... You know, it's not really, it is a shout out, but it's also a complaint because um, the top nine countries that listen to us, um, I just want to say Germany is not in it at oh. all. I'm very, very disappointed. Nobody from back home. Well, anyway, uh, we have, of course, you know, the United States. Number two is United Kingdom. Number three is Canada, number four, Australia, then New Zealand, Ireland, India, Portugal, and Austria. Wow. So thank you guys. All around the world. Yeah, we're world famous. <laughs> well, you're with us. You're in it. This story is all about bad haircuts, psychics, and the like, and... This sounds like a crazy one. I cannot wait to hear all of it. <laughs> oh, it, it just leaves you with more questions than answers, but we're mm -hmm. going to dive into it. So this is a deathbed confession, and it's the one of the weirdest ones in history. So barber shop <laughs> owner Vernon Seitz in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, knowing he would soon die, the 62-year-old man walked into his psychiatrist's offer, office uh, for a regularly scheduled appointment, uh, ready to give her a secret that he had been hiding for most of his life. Mm. And he had been seeing Dr. Victoria Fetter for over 10 years and was being treated for traumatic stress and anxiety. So she thought. 
Yeah. So, but today was different. On this day, he walks in and he confesses to killing a child over 40 years ago uh, after being kidnapped himself. <gasps> so he was a child. He was just a child. He was only 11. Uh, no, he was 12 and at the time. And um, he told her that he had been abducted from a trip to the zoo that he had taken with his family on June 19th, 1959. And um, while they had him, he was forced to kill a 14-year-old boy at gunpoint. Oh. While his abductors killed another 13-year-old boy in front of him. So they kidnapped three children. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So... The, and it doesn't say how long mm -hmm. he had been abducted or was gone, what the time frame was. Uh, but he was able to kind of somehow hide it from his parents. Uh, he was terrified for them to really know what had happened mm -hmm. because, you know, he, had he just killed, killed someone. someone. <laughs> yeah. So the their session ended. Uh, and he was free to leave his counselors. Mm -hmm. um, so she contacts the authorities, uh, but nothing immediately happens. In fact, it wasn't until a concerned neighbor also called police five days later that they would finally come knocking on his door. Um, and at that time, they, they had a search warrant, warrant in hand because they kind of had a heads up. Mm -hmm. But it was just so funny because I'm like thinking the neighbor was probably like, well, come on. Where is this guy? I need a haircut. <laughs> where is he? Yeah. He hasn't been at the barber shop. Uh, so, but it was far too late for answers because inside they found he had already died of natural causes at home in his bed. Remember I said mm -hmm. he, was, he was close to dying and he knew it. So he just wanted to get it off his chest. Well, surrounding his body on his bed, filling his lair, were over 500 items, <sighs> including drawings that he had made and pictures of um, little boys, articles, photos, posters um, that were all featuring missing children. Oh. Yeah. So police were astounded. I mean, they found numerous maps of desolated areas and parks. And they were freaked out. They had more questions than answers. Oh, yeah. They call in the psychiatrist who was just as appalled as they were. You know, she's been talking to this guy for 10 years. Right. Never knew. You know, but Dr. Fetter did confess that Seitz had admitted to her, um, you know, that although he liked little boys, he knew that he couldn't touch them. So what he did was paint them nude and said that that wouldn't hurt anyone. Huh. So, so. Okay, so these were pictures of boys that were missing that he drew or just random boys he would see okay so keep in mind there are 500 
items. Mm -hmm. So some of them were very clear, like posters that they were missing. And some of them were just like, who are these boys? Okay. We don't know. Um, So the story of the potential confessions of Vernon Seitz got more and more bizarre. Uh, Dr. Fetter also told the news that Seitz was on a mission of mercy and that he wanted to put his mind at ease about the killing he had committed. Um, But was that all he was up to? A mission of mercy. Fetter wouldn't comment on whether Seitz ever confessed other crimes to her citing doctor-patient confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, go ahead. No, is that even, does that even still count when that person is dead? I wonder. I wonder too. Hmm. If you know, if you're a psychiatrist, judgycrimegirls at gmail.com. Yes, please let email us, us know. So she said she could only talk about the 1950s incident. Uh, sources inside the investigation indicate that there are discrepancies in Dr. Fetter's comments to the police leading up to Vernon's death. Some of the, some of the things she were saying weren't adding up. Well, it wouldn't be the first time that her management skills were under scrutiny because if you look up her medical license and Uh record, you will find out uh that there was an issue um she was professionally reprimanded by the wisconsin medical board um for confidentiality (gasps) and unprofessionalism towards a patient and they and it was right around the time when sites began seeing her like 96 97 and so she knew she's like well i'm not i'm not in trouble again. again yeah i'm not gonna tell you anything else and that was that. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna have to Google this <laughs> while you talk. I'm listening. Okay. So it is noted that of everything he did admit to Dr. Fetter, he never once mentioned his particular interest in the case of Jacob Wetterling an 11-year-old boy who had disappeared in 1989 from St. Joseph, Minnesota. Um, And as a result of that, many people speculated that Seitz was responsible for that abduction. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I'm listening. No. Uh, Jacob Wetterling, it was kind of a famous case. A lot of people recognize that name. Mm -hmm. I did. I I didn't know, like, the whole case right off the top of my head, but uh, I will dive into that for just a second. I haven't. Um, I haven't heard the name. You haven't. Mm-mm. Oh my! So Vernon Seitz was obsessed with him. Police uh, suspiciously found video footage of Jacob, among other VHS tapes in Seitz's home. This footage is said to be footage of Jacob before he went missing. So it's not clear if it's a video that was released to the media during the investigation that Sides simply taped, or if this footage is something else entirely. So also found were maps of Jacob's hometown and many posters and laminated pictures of Jacob. Okay, but it, it would probably, if it was like a video footage they had on TV, you know, this was the last time we seen him yeah. or whatever. Wouldn't that 
have been easily looked into? Jacob Wetterling's case had a lot of media attention. Mm -hmm. So since they threw that in this article, that it could have been that, okay. I'm assuming, you know, yeah, that they found a news station or whatever that okay. had that clip in it as well. I don't know. But weird. I mean, maybe it was a soccer game. Maybe it was a birthday party. Right. Why would you feel the need to record that? Mm-hmm. So. Right. Uh, weird that you have maps of his hometown in your bedroom. But anyway, Jacob's story. Jay, real quick, Jacob, uh, along with his brother Trevor and a friend, Aaron, uh, they went to their local video store at about 9 o'clock on October 22nd, 1989. And as the boys rode their bikes back home, a man suddenly emerged from a wooded area with a gun and forced the boys on the ground. First, the man told Trevor to run and not look back. And when he told Aaron to do the same, uh, Aaron didn't look back just in time to see the masked man grab Jacob and dragged him into the woods. So there's two boys going to the video store. Basically, one of them is approached by a man that pulls him into the woods. This mystery man. So during the, the search for Jacob, his mother, Patty, met Vernon Seitz, strangely enough. He came to visit her twice soon after the abduction. A seven-hour drive for that's, Seitz. That's 14 hours he there and back. He claimed to be a psychic wanting to help and had even given her a painting of Jacob. Now let's remember what he said about his paintings and his drawings to his psychiatrist, right? Mm -hmm. So I just feel so bad. Jacob's mom says, said this, he seemed to care and he shared that he had his own personal reason to care. She said, noting that Sides had had an abusive incident happen to him in the past. So Mrs. Wetterling uh, declined help from him, but records show Vernon remained in Minnesota for at least two weeks after his encounter with Mrs. Wetterling. And not only that, you know, he would go on these excursions to search manhunts to find this boy. Well, the question is, where was Vernon on the day Jacob actually went missing? Right. Was he at home in Milwaukee? What happened? Well, authorities have been quoted saying they have no evidence that Vernon is connected to the J Jacob Wetterling case in any way. They also claim there was no evidence that Vernon is a pedophile nor responsible for any child abductions. Now, the real culprit, Danny Heinrich, was identified after the boy's remains were finally found. So police say that Vernon's story about his own kidnapping in 1959 is most likely a lie because strangely enough, no such crimes were ever reported by him or his family. Not only that, no children in the area were even reported missing that fit the description that he went, would of go on and on. the two boys right. that were killed. Right. Okay. Yeah. He tried to describe them and they're like, yeah, no, this, is, this isn't adding up. You're just using this idea, you know, to <clears throat> possibly <throat> cover up something else. You know, who knows? So, 
even so there were too many items that left too much doubt in my mind about Vernon's intentions of helping these boys. Some of the remaining items consisted of children's shoes. One shoe was two and a half, one shoe was three and a half. Both contained DNA and were sent for testing. He had uh, books on cannibalism. Oh. <laughs> well, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> a small round bone with a marrow sucked out of it. Oh. This was also it sent for testing. Effort. Mm-hmm. He also had brown, blonde, and black human hair. And before anyone gets suggests it would be natural for a barber to have tufts of hair lying around a shop, Vern's barber shop was located 10 miles away uh -huh. from his home. He had rings and necklaces, a flesh-colored candle with a catheter attached, covered with a brown substance. Gross. That is gross. <laughs> gross. A candle with okay. a catheter I attached. Feel like, I need... Hang on. Some... <laughs> I feel an Etsy store coming on. Yeah. Can someone please make this for us? I'm I need a visual. It. A flesh-colored candle with a catheter attached. Oh, to look like a pee-pee. Covered with a brown substance. <gasps> oh. Gross. Okay. 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 I don't need a visual. <laughs> okay. Bondage straps and chains hanging from the inner rafters of the home. Handcuffs. This is totally normal. Yeah, of it's like course. every home in America. Yeah, who uh, doesn't? Thirty-eight caliber. Ca I cannot talk. A thirty-eight. Photos, paintings, and drawings of children. And some of them were being sexually tortured. And, you know, he could be reliving maybe some of mm -hmm. the things that happened to him or imagining. Who knows? A novel written by Sites himself named Innocent Rage. Now, I looked for this novel. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find it. If anyone finds it, I would be interested in, in his take on the world or what was Wait in a minute. Book. Did you say it was his novel? He mm -hmm. wrote it? He wrote a well, novel. <clears throat> maybe it's just something he wrote, and, but it wasn't published, but he had it maybe because you can send it somewhere to have it, uh, what's it called, bound or, you know. Yeah. I don't know. This is not as much of a well-known case as some of the others that I've read. So it was kind of mm -hmm. hard to get a lot of pictures or documentation, but you guys just wait. Ah! <laughs> okay. So also coupled uh, with the above were four cardboard boxes, each containing many newspaper articles, posters, and the such. So of the four missing person cases, the first being Sandy Bertolas, she was 20, Sandra went missing on April of 1988 from a bowling alley in West Allis, Wisconsin. After telling her friends and family she was going there to confront the man she was dating for cheating on her <gasps> and giving her a false last name and home address. Her car was later found in a parking lot abandoned. She was never found. Her white shoe was found with notes on her case. Oh. He had her shoe. Now, did the mom give him the oh. shoe for his psychic? 
then it just you know like i was thinking that maybe with all the other items you know because psychics sometimes they're like give me something personal or you know something they recently wore or whatever it may be you know uh the hair is kind of weird though who has their kid's hair lying around uh you know i used to cut hair and i would be covered you know in in little hairs everywhere but not tufts mm. of hair so hmm. weird so cora jones 12 uh, year old uh, was kidnapped while riding her bike in 1994 by serial sex offender david Spawnbauer, who was out on parole he later pleaded guilty to her rape and murder so a lot of these uh children people like we know who the offender is. Michael Wayne Dunahee, who was five years old, he was abducted uh, from the Blanchard Street playground in Victoria, British Columbia in March of 91. A lot of people know this case. Uh, Michael was last seen around 12.30 p.m. playing at the school playground uh, as his mother, Crystal, was participating in a softball tournament um, and his father was watching Michael was abducted just uh, just um, meters from his parents, but no witnesses to Michael's disappearance have ever been identified. Uh, Michael was never found or seen ever again. Oh. And that's that. So he had a whole box on him. And then lastly, uh, Melissa Lee Bran, who was five years old, she went missing from a party at her apartment complex in Lorton, Virginia. A groundskeeper was later charged and convicted with her abduction, but Melissa has never been found. Oh, so wow. Some of these kids, I mean, he just was enthralled with them. Um, so he, he wasn't responsible for some of them, but it is clear by the items found um, that something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And... There were reports that fresh cement was recently poured over some ground at his home, as well as fresh dirt overturned under the heavy snowfall. Oh, great. <laughs> the hair, bone, jewelry, and baby shoes and shoes were, you know, a clear indication uh, that they need to look into some of these old cases and try to solve them. Uh, but wait, it gets it gets creepier. Jeffrey Dahmer lived in <gasps> Oxford. I know, I know. Oh no! Okay, all right. <laughs> <gasps> Anything that involves Dahmer. Well, weird attracts weird. Yes. So I'm sure that they met, but Jeffrey Dahmer did not live far from him at the time. He lived in Oxford Arms Apartments. You guys, how did he get approved to live? There? Yeah, no kidding. But hey, you know, sometimes people look amazing on paper. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, he must have looked really great on uh, paper. Uh, uh, he probably had a really good credit score. Oh, 215. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um,. Oxford Arms Apartments, less than six miles away from Sykes. Oh. And, it, and it's not there anymore, so you can't Google it. That apartment complex isn't there. Sorry, guys. Andrea tried. <laughs> I tried to live there. They wouldn't accept me. Um, yeah, do you think maybe they knew each other? Uh, 
weirdo to weirdo. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it was pretty close. So even when he was living with his grandmother in West Alice previously, he was only 13 miles away from sites. Um, well, didn't he like to take pictures of kids too? Oh. Yeah, he did. He was kind of known for that. And like, I think he was known for even paying for them, like for ch kids to pose, like kind of paying them off. Oh, and he, I didn't know he that. He loved that. Yeah, <gasps> he was definitely known for that. But Dahmer was uh, living and working in the area when six-year-old Adam Walsh was abducted and murdered. Now, do you remember the Adam I Walsh? I do remember. I think it is probably the most famous missing child case because, you know, his dad ended up being the biggest advocate, advocate. ever. Yeah. Okay. So two separate credible witnesses came forward to the police following Dahmer's arrest and gave statements that they saw him in the mall when Adam went missing. Um, and I'm pointing this out because I know this case is closed, but this is so important. Just because a case is closed, you guys, it doesn't mean that there could have been another person involved. Right. Or, you know, it just means there wasn't enough evidence. Mm -hmm. But get this. So... They see him in the mall that day, and one person um, said, okay, a sighting in the Sears store and one leaving the Sears in the parking lot with a small boy under his arm. Okay, so yes, a per oh. I'm sorry, it was the way I had typed it, and I just wanted to make sure as I said it. So a person saw him leaving Sears with a small boy under his arm. So this incident was following a rejection of one witness, a very attractive young man who rebuffed Dahmer's advances and followed him into the Sears store. So John Walsh, Adam's father, said in 2007, Dahmer and most experts believe Dahmer's profile wasn't interested in kids. However, Many people have forgotten that Dahmer started out as a pedophile kidnapper and torturer mm -hmm. of young boys. He certainly fits the profile of someone who might be capable of murdering a beautiful six-year-old boy. And so Adam Walsh's um, dad, he was like convinced that Dahmer was involved. And so Dahmer was interviewed extensively following the um, release of Adam Walsh's investigation there were 10,000 pages in the file. Wow. So at that time, Dahmer said he didn't have a car, he had never been to Hollywood, and he wasn't interested in kids Adam's age, and that he worked seven days a week. He denied any involvement. However, Mr. Walsh um, felt Dahmer became a suspect years ago when, get this, Dahmer's own dad called America's Most Wanted on him and told them he wanted his his son um, to be brought in. He said he was responsible for Adam slaying. <gasps> like, he straight up said, I think my child killed Adam Walsh. You need to look into this. Y'all should see my face right now. Yeah. Wow. So several witnesses reported that they saw a blue van speeding away from the mall parking lot the day of Adam Walsh's abduction. Hold that thought. 
So Florida Detective Jay Harris was able to track down Dahmer's employer from 2007, who stated Dahmer's state, um, he said he didn't have a vehicle, and that was a lie. Every employee there had a blue van, and it was used for deliveries oh. of his shop and was available at any time. Wow. So, so Dahmer, everything he said was not true, and that was the getaway car. Um, you guys, I want to know where Dahmer got his haircut. <laughs> I mean, oh, he probably, he lived, what, six miles? Yes. Yeah. He probably got his haircut there and those two bonded over the bad haircut he gave Dahmer. Yes. I mean, when you walked in... Sites had, Vernon Sites, he had posters up of missing children and, mm -hmm. you know, he would show clients pictures that, drawings that he would make of boys. I don't know how explicit they were since he was so open about them in his shop, uh, but maybe he showed some of his drawings even to Dahmer. Or it is a, a conversation starter. It's like, what's up with all these posters on the wall what's up with all these pictures and then you get to talking well it's obvious that vernon sites was obsessed with nude boys mm -hmm. and um Dahmer had plenty of photographs maybe that's where they all came from <gasps> maybe sites was purchasing them maybe yeah, he them. sold them yeah i mean it's it's not far-fetched to think that they ran into each other it's not. No. So, I just thought that was crazy. That is, oh wow. I think he's his barber. I do. I really, really do. Um, so, as of 2008, police closed the case and named Otis Toole as the murderer. Um, but there was, of course, you know, always that doubt that Dahmer was involved. And there was only circumstantial evidence proving Otis mm -hmm. Tool because the two pieces of physical evidence were actually lost during the investigation. Um, so we're never going to truly know what happened. But, you know, for the Walsh family, at least they got some justice. So we're happy about that. Yeah. For them. So I just thought that that wow. was worth mentioning. Oh, for sure. In that time frame, it was interesting to me. Um. So, if all of these children kind of have proven abductors, was Sites possibly part of a sex trafficking ring? That was another thing I thought of. Was he being paid somehow to lure children in? Uh, you know, they're like, well, if you find Adam before anyone else, we'll pay you top dollar. Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is. Because maybe if these kids are already missing, you know, they'll be presumed dead. Mm -hmm. already who knows so uh but his um elementary school teacher and sister-in-law susan seitz says he was in fact abducted as a child um she kind of took a side on that and said that the abductions stemmed from that experience so that kind of during all this was like oh maybe Maybe it really did happen. Maybe. I mean, something clearly happened for him to be in therapy or, you know, under 
whatever care for over 10 years as an adult something must have happened yeah. when he was younger um yeah very interesting um maybe he was part in the killings of those boys maybe he got paid maybe he was part of like a ring yeah. as as a young child maybe he wasn't necessarily kidnapped but that's a story he made up in his mind uh you had to think he was a little bit off i mean i don't know if you believe in psychics but i kind of not really i mean i believe in intuition mm -hmm. i really really do and and i believe in doing good works for good people and if there's parents out there that have missing children god knows they deserve all the help in the world that right. they can get um but you don't need their hair I mean, you don't. But don't you think all those items could have been verified with the parents? Like, yeah, he was here. I did give him that necklace. I did give him, you know, that sweater or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I imagine that they did, like the, how they reached out to Jacob Wetterling's mm -hmm. mom uh you know and funny how she's like yeah i know him just he so seemed weird. so caring right i mean do you have any idea what's in his bedroom you know what i mean mm -hmm. like just right insanity but tony zuda who is 28 uh now remembered going to Vern's barbershop as a boy between the ages of nine and twelve uh, when he was growing up, and he said, when he talked to you, it was like he was looking through you. There was something up with him. And, you know, it was like he could never figure out what it was. Uh, but he said, you know, he had shown him and his friends paintings and drawings, but nothing seemed disturbing. Um, but it was funny, I told you this early, earlier, um, one of the neighbors uh recalls him saying uh who the hell cares this is my house my yard i'm just gonna piss on this tree <laughs> outside like a dog and then he did oh my so, god you know a real gem vernon was in the neighborhood it was really hard to love thy neighbor yeah the the neighbors really miss Vern. he was just wow yeah so whether or not he actually did commit any murders remains a mystery uh, the police have since said they've exhausted all leads and have not been able to link him to a crime. Well, I mean, what do you think? The, the honest psychic visions were the honest... And here's the other thing. Were the items honestly collected from the families? Or, I mean, was he a participant in their disappearances? Did he act violently? toward mm -hmm. them in any way and that is the big mystery regarding the creepy barber cut the weird shit wow vernon sights cutting jeffrey dahmer's hair yeah that's uh we we think we think so <laughs> we're gonna run with that um can i tell you real quick i googled the doctor patient 
confidentiality after death. Yes. Um, it says after death, uh, the physician is bound to confidentiality and if necessary should invoke his right to remain silent. However, it is also accepted by the courts that circumstances can occur in which a doctor may disclose confidential information to third parties, such as relatives. And um, they can also um, uh, with legal legal authority, legal papers, they can the, the police can ask for the file like with uh, legal papers, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they can't just be like, give me, give me his file so we can read it over. They need like a warrant or whatever it's called for it. I would love to see those. Me too. And I would love to know more about what happened that day at the zoo. Mm -hmm. What really happened? I mean, it's obvious something happened. How many hours he was gone? Yeah. Or exactly what was even said, how mm -hmm. that went down. But um, thank you for listening. Well, guys. thanks, guys. That was good, Andrea. Thank you. Wow. This whole Dahmer thing's got me <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it and I'm just like, oh, that definitely could be. I mean, I don't think they have the same gym membership. <laughs> Well, you know, you never know. Did he work out? I don't know. Maybe they ran into each other um, at a Crazy. Starbucks or yeah. something. Wow. Good one. Thank you. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, if you liked what you heard, share, like, and support the show. Mm -hmm. Follow us on, you know, all the places. Anywhere on the interweb and uh, give us five stars on Apple podcast, please. It yeah. will help us immensely. Yeah. And have a great weekend. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Bye. Bye.